Welcome. The Rondo Show is forevermore. Hope that everyone is doing well, living up to their full potential in life or on their way to it. Um, much love to everyone viewing this podcast on YouTube and Patreon. Much love to the SoundCloud listeners and uh, people all over because you are very important as well. Welcome to everyone new and old, old and new. Everything is appreciated. Miss E is here with me. I have a guest Finally, once again, um, how did you feel, Ma? About that? You said you already uh, told me. You already told me a little bit how you felt about uh, the Ti episode, but I just wanted. We ain't talking about Ti today. We ain't got to talk about Ti. I just wanted to, you know what I mean. I wanted to get some of that. It's a good connection to the. No, it's a smooth. Keep it, keep it moving. <laughs> it's a totally the, different uh, subject. But no, I'm saying it's a, it's just a, it's called segue. It's just a segue. But um, okay. So today you wanted to talk about triggers. Let me see. I'll share the screen with you. I probably should make it this one. You can see that, right? I see it. What does it mean to be triggered? You're asking me? No, it's just okay. reading the title. Okay. What does it mean to be triggered? Okay. The term trigger refers to the experience of having an emotional reaction to a disturbing topic, such as violence or the mention of suicide in the media or social or a, or a social setting. However, there is a difference between being triggered and being uncomfortable. Ooh, wow. Feeling triggered isn't just about something rub, rub, uh, rubbing you the wrong way. For someone with a history of trauma, being around anything that reminds them of a traumatic experience can make them feel like they are experiencing the trauma all over again. Some people cope with stressful events more easily than others. Consider the impact such events might have on people with mental health issues or mental illnesses. So, I don't know if I read that too fast, but from what that is saying, is that kind of your understanding? Yeah, actually, it was a lot more than what I understood. I guess I was focused more on the uncomfortability and thinking that that was the definition of being triggered. But those are two different things from the definition for what that sounds like. I think I'm going to actually Google that because yeah, I like to have that information. That's a good uh, kind of topic a little bit as well, because the the there are issues with mental health becoming so popular of a topic or a thing because i feel like mm -hmm. people who people use it wrong you know what i mean like it's like the idea of somebody if you find out that somebody takes medication and then when they get upset or they are frustrated and you like did you take your medication it's like right everything isn't that and then some people who like might be going through something that's they just upset or they're uncomfortable like i said they might be like, I might need some medication myself, cause, and it's like, hold on, you go, like that's a these are two different things going on. So it says the term triggered refers to an experience of having emotional reaction to a disturbing topic in the media or a social setting. And it said feeling triggered isn't just something rubbing you the wrong way for someone with a history of trauma. That's the key part for me. It's like mm -hmm. that's the only thing that makes it triggering is it harkens back that trauma it brings that trauma back up in that moment just by somebody mentioning something or somebody saying something or you seeing something on social media or like i said you see people out i made a song and i said i mentioned this moment when i was in bethesda and i was walking down the sidewalk 
and I was homeless. You know what I mean? I ain't had no money. I ain't had no food. And um, these girls were these, you know, these suburban, these rich girls were complaining about how Starbucks didn't have enough milk and didn't have this. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. It just triggered me because I'm like, what are you complaining about? Do you even know how good you got it? It's somebody right behind you right now that don't got no food, period. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was like, it triggered me. It could be something that's not as violent or even suicide. You know, it gotta be, ain't got to be that serious sometimes and I can get triggered because I just come from poverty. Or not poverty, I wouldn't say super poverty, but I come from such a low place that sometimes I can't see people happy. Sometimes it'll trigger me. Mm-hmm. What do you think especially about that? If, especially if I'm not happy at that moment. But yeah, what you were saying, um, I think because mental illness is spoken so you know much now, more than it was in the past, that um, some people can even use it as an excuse yeah, you yeah. Know, to not do certain things. But I can't say you use any excuse. You know do you better than anybody. And um, and I think for so many years, it's such a stigma with it that people were afraid to say it. And now people are like, you know, um, I got ADHD. I'm like, are you saying it out loud? Right. And I actually, someone actually said that to me one time. I said, well, thank you for sharing that with me, you know, and let me know I need to do one thing. I was trying to tell them more than one thing. Thanks for letting me know that you have that and that I need to slow down and that you mm-hmm. need to tell me, you know, do one thing at a time. And it was a young person. So I was really surprised that they were, they didn't even Open. know me, um, yeah, that yeah. they were able to um, identify that and was able to say, wait a minute, hold up. I got ADHD. Um, I only can do one thing at a time. Let me do this. And then I'll do the next thing you ask me. So, um, yeah, but um, like you said, the triggers um, don't have to be, we did say something about trauma. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it don't have to be something so serious all the time. It just can be, um, but it said more than rub you the wrong way. I don't know. I mean, when I say so, so something rub me the wrong way, to me, that seems like the same no, thing. No, it is. It said it's it's not just. So in oh, okay. all, it's not always that. You see what I'm saying? But so in some cases, it can in be. In some cases, of course. And right. th- after that, they bring up for someone with a history of trauma, being around anything that reminds them of a traumatic experience can make them feel like it's happening all over again. So that's right. saying you can be triggered and not even have super, you know, deep trauma or any trauma for that matter. But for people who do have past trauma, things that remind them of certain things can make it all come back all over again. So right. Right. you can be triggered. It's not just being rubbed the wrong way. You being rubbed the wrong way is the beginning of you being triggered. But there's, I, I believe there's levels to it. So let me read on. It says, let me share the screen again. Because this is a juicy, juicy subject. Okay. Types of triggers. Triggers vary widely from a per, from person to person and can be internal or external. And that's kind of what we was just saying. Like, I saw these people and I heard them and that was the external thing that kind of brought out my... But that's an internal thing I was dealing with, so I'm going to just read on. For example, if you're exercising and your heart starts pounding, the sensation might remind you every time where you're running from an abusive partner or, com- or, common- or other common internal triggers include anger, anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, vulnerable, abandoned, or out of control, loneliness, muscle tension, memories tied to a traumatic event, pain, and sadness. So these are internal triggers. Mm-hmm. External triggers come from the person's environment. They can be a person. It can be a person, place, or thing, or a specific situation. I'm over here adding words because I just my mind. <laughs> it can be a person, place, or a specific situation. What may be normal or an everyday situation or a minor inconvenience for some may be triggering to someone having, oh, living with mental illness. For example, a person mm-hmm. living with trauma may be triggered by a movie. See, for me, it's like, uh, I'll just say this right here. You know, my wife, she likes all those SVU, Law and Order, those criminal crime, a lot of sex crime shows. And for me, it's very uncomfortable to watch that stuff. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to watch and know somebody's being entertained by real pain. You know what I mean? Like, 
yeah. it's, it's real hard for me to like switch it on and off. But meanwhile, on the other hand, I can watch other things and I'd be perfectly fine. You know, I can watch, I can play Call of Duty. I can play a, a war game. But the reason is I haven't been through that trauma. That's not, you know, my experience. So, right. And some uh, people can look at movies or television shows as um, pure entertainment. Yeah. They don't even, I, they, they, they don't even identify with nothing that's going on. It's just a form. And I'm like, everything I watch, it's like, don't let it be a reality show. Oh, that, don't you yeah. see what, you know, how that could, and they look at me like, what are you talking This is a TV show. I'm, right, like, I'm talking about talking the about actors and all of this. I'm like, how do this, I, I can't fathom how an actor sometimes can play a role so well, but they still aren't that person. That really confuses me sometimes because I'm like, this is your plan, your, your, how much, like, how do you go through trauma that isn't real, but it's real, like it's believable on the outside looking in? And I was just, I'd be, I'd be thinking the about the art of acting, the art of acting. And then they actually, some people actually do whatever it takes to, like, um, one of the actors um, was playing a crack at, they actually didn't take a bath for 10 days. It was like, yeah. what? They cut their hair, they gain weight, they lose weight, they do a lot that, of things. But that is them creating that, that mental, person, that yeah. trauma. They are putting themselves in that situation. Like if they are, if they have to be triggered in that, if that character has to be triggered by certain things, they might surround themselves in an environment that will make them more inclined to be right. triggered and stuff like that. So for, right. for me though, you know, I'm just such a mental health dude. I'm worried about the mental health of this person going through this role. Exactly. Like, how do you live? Yeah. Like, how long were you shooting? Because it's it's a lot of uh, it's traumatic just shooting a movie. But I ain't gonna go there. I'm just. But I think too. Again, I think you and I talked yeah. about it, or maybe me, you know, your brother. Yeah. That you have to know who you are, mm -hmm. and know what know what your triggers are. Like, you know what? This I can't. I can't do that. You know, I, I'm not gonna be able to play that particular role, or I'm not gonna be right. able to, you know, um, see watch that particular movie, or you know, I don't like blood and guts. You know, I haven't right, had right, any right. trauma with blood and guts. I just don't like blood and guts movies. You know, even the Passion not, of the Christ was hard for you. Exactly. So it's not even about, you know, um, not always trauma, but it's just like it's just not entertainment for me, and it's not. I don't get nothing out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. If anything, it it brings trauma. <laughs> I was gonna me, say sometimes so. I watch stuff and I'm like, it's it, I don't feel like sometimes when I watch it on a movie, I'm like, we just talking about movies right now. I was like, this isn't. I don't know if this is necessary for me to get what's going on right now in this film. This isn't necessary, mm -hmm. but when you understand filmmaking, you know certain things are in these movies and these shows and stuff for the people who do like that stuff for the people who right. And that's what I am big on. I am big on. I don't want I don't I don't believe we should police the whole world because somebody is triggered by something. I think it is equally on the world to to my, to be empathetic to people with mental health illness. Right. But I also exactly. think it's on that person, like you said, to know what their triggers are and know where they can and can't go. I feel like the issue these days is everybody's trying to do everything, but everybody ain't meant to do everything. If you are right. triggered by this, you gotta go. You can't call the police on me because me just walking down the street triggered you. Right. And then where did you get right. that tra trauma from? That trauma came probably from a television, more than likely. So you got to know right. what you can watch and stuff like that. And to, it's, it's, a, it's a deep thing. It can get real deep. But mm -hmm. um, and then people listen to music. I was thinking about this earlier on the last episode I did. I saw a list of rappers that passed away since like some like in the 1970s all the way back. And it the down the list it just says shot and kills, shot and kills, shot and kills. I was just mm. and then none of them the oldest one on the list was 44 years old, and he was the only one in 40 in the 40s. Mm. And I was like, wow, so, so many artists, and these were just notable people. This wasn't just all rappers, period. This was just a notable the, the list of, you know what I mean, the most Biggie and Tupac were on that list. So it's like that type of list. And I was like, wow. But then th when you listen to what the music is about most of the time, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you, <laughs> if this is what people are listening to, it's like, I don't know. I'm going to just go down this list though. So a movie, a TV show, a news article that reminds them of an experience. Sometimes I tell her, stop telling me what's going on in the news because it's very, it's very grimy and it's dark. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't want to always be in that mindset. 
uh, a person connected to an experience, arguing with a friend, a spouse, or a partner. Um, that happens with us sometimes. We get we trigger each other. Um, a specific mm-hmm. time of day, you know. Uh, for me, I would add weather to this list because sometimes in the winter or around the times with the months when my dad passed, I get real depressed without even knowing mm-hmm. it. Certain mm-hmm. certain sounds that remind them of an experience. So like, I know some kids, and I, I, I heard an artist, you know, Chance the Rapper. He did a song and he said, um, I hate crowded beaches and I hate the sounds of fireworks. And that is because he grew up in Chicago and it was gunshots all the time. Mm-hmm. So he don't even like being in large crowds of people. He gets anxiety being around large crowds of people and he can't be around fireworks because it just, it triggers him. It takes him right back to running for your life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and the fireworks is real because I, um, I let you, you know, let you and your brother have fireworks, but you know, I never was around them. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to take that from y'all, but I was, it was like a trigger for me because where I, in the neighborhood I lived in, they were like firecrackers, not fireworks, yeah. cr- firecrackers that throw them on you. Oh, yeah. So, um, even though these were fireworks and sparkles and, you know, all that stuff, still the trigger was real because. I just equated firecrackers with fireworks. Right. And then I was able, you know, as years go on, as the more I work on myself, I'm able to go to places to, you know, watch the fireworks from afar. <laughs> you know, I still have to have that distance there. And I remember even down here, we have fire fireworks and family member. I mean, it's just like on the mall in DC. I mean, the beautiful fireworks. Mm-hmm. And we were so close, but because they had so much land, we were really far. But for me, it was just like they was right in my backyard. It was just too close. I kept backing right. up and backing up. It was just me and the three-year-old both was like backing up. He cried, I'm crying. We looked at him. He looked at me for for comfort. I'm looking at him for comfort. See, but we that's just a, backing up, backing that's up. That's a deep thing too, though. Like the younger you get, see, certain things can be trauma, but if it's normalized at a young age, you don't really look at it like that. Exactly. It wasn't until I went to Southeast DC and I was there for Fourth of July, and people were shooting, and we had to lay down on the floor. You know, in the house because bullets ricochet all the time. People die every year. Kids die because of these bullets that bounce off of this and bounce off of that. And um, you'd be amazed how many actual firework accidents happen. So it's like certain things. I mean, I get triggered around holidays in general just because of family stuff. But I mean, it wasn't until I went through that that I don't really I'm not a big firework person either anymore. I mean, I, I I enjoy other people enjoying them, but for me, it don't really do nothing. <laughs> I'd rather be far away from it, you know. And then they're expensive, and I, I get triggered by, I, you know. It's like but, you're paying money to burn up. They say, but they're beautiful. <laughs> you know, I learned to see the. That's what I saw. You just paying money to might just right. take the money and put that on fire. Right. But I learned to see the beauty in it, especially when we were, when I was living in the district. It was just, I mean, where we could see the fire. I mean, we could see the fires from downtown. Not even be downtown. It was be- they're beautiful, you know. Um, yeah. If you could, and and we went to Six Flags and we actually saw fireworks one time, and that was beautiful. But we were from a distance, you know. But when you was talking about the um gun stats, I was thinking about um when I was younger how they had, um, it was a lot of fires. It's always like, you know, every time I'm trying to, you know, smoke detector going, we running outside, you know, all the time. And there were a lot of um, Christmas tree burning. Christmas trees would get on fire because the lights were getting hot, you know, and they changed. Yeah, they changed now since then. We had the Lumina Christmas trees, you know, and the plastic Christmas trees. So, you know, they get burnt even more. But um, as a kid, I didn't know what was going on. I'm just like, you know, regular routine, get up in the middle of the night, go out in our pajamas, because somebody them, you know, we were talking later, some people was doing stuff in the basement. But anyway, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about that I was being reminded of was how um, it was a lot of house fires and children were, were, were getting burnt up, you know. So mm-hmm. I was always afraid of the lights on the Christmas tree, you know, even though no one never told me about that that was happening. I used to hear about it as I, Went was growing up during during the years, so I was always cautious whenever I had lights on fire. I would always make sure I unplug them at night. You know, just different things that I guess I didn't know back then to unplug them at night and stuff like that. And then the bulbs don't get as hot, the lights don't get as hot as they used to. You know, things change over the years, but yeah, right, because of these. At things. that yeah, at that time, you know, it's like 
you know, everybody had those type of trees, you know. And, I was going to um, say, I, with the lights, I, even as a kid, I, like I said, once I learned how electricity worked, and I was always told, you know, you don't put water in the socket, I was always uncomfortable with plugging things up outside, especially when the ground mm-hmm. is going to get wet and all this stuff. I'm like, aren't we about to just burn up the whole house? <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I don't, I didn't know things were made weatherproof and all of this. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about yeah. it as far as that. It was just, it was always in my mind. Cause if it happened, it would have been on my mind. I'd been like, see, nope, we're done. I'm not, <laughs> I'm good on that. Right. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they said certain sounds that remind people of the experiences, changes in relationships or ending a relationship could trigger someone. Significant dates such as holidays, anniversaries, going to a specific location that reminds them of an experience and smells associated with the experience, such as smoke, like you just said. Well, you said, um, you said something else should be on there. What was that you said should be on there? Uh, what did I say? Weather. The weather. weather, yes. Yeah. Weather, weather can be true. Because even in that same song that I told you about, he said, um, he said, He said, um, basically, he said, it just got warm out. This is what we've been warned about. I hope that it's storm in the morning, and I hope that it's pouring out. And then he said he hate the crowded beaches, and he hate the sound of fireworks. But he, he said, he goes on to say, everybody dies in the summer, so you better say goodbye. Tell them why it's spring. So, like, in mm. Chicago, it was it's like the murder rate in the summertime used to go up. So... Kids who weren't like street kids, they would get worried around the summer because their family who is involved, more than likely they might lose them, you know? And, and like, that's the time when you're supposed to be having fun and, you know, you've been in the house. Tell them about that heat, though, that tensions are thin. That's you know, that makes it, it's like being cooped up in a house would make you be more, and I always heard that the violence go up when, it's, when the weather breaking is about that. You know I mean, you can be outside to- longer. That's just I feel like that's what the problem is. It's like in the winter time, it's too cold to do anything. Ain't nobody leaving their their warmth to go get into no trouble or even robbery and theft and all that goes down in the winter because it's cold outside. Anybody's, but even then, you know, in some places it might go up in the winter because people look at that as a time to take advantage of people. But everybody's in their house. You you less likely to do an armed robbery knowing if you know somebody's in the house. So all like. Right in the summertime it's like you can be out all night and the weather is like just knowing that you can stay outside and not be freezing you know what i mean like i don't know i feel like and then heat is akin to anger you know for me like it could be irritated because it's so hot yeah it's like your patience is thinner yeah you're more irritable and then already, like I said, like I said, even when everybody get, out there and, you know, it's a lot more people with, like, when it's the wintertime. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But I always look forward to the spring. That's one of my favorite times of the year. And um, yeah. but yeah, it can it can be it can be triggering um, for some people. Triggering, yeah, for some yeah. people to know that, especially if you lost a loved one around the, the most like the holidays, the most um best time of the year for some people, you know, and then if you lost a loved one, they say it's the hardest time of the holidays because you got like, you got to think about that as well as well, say at my job, you know, try to enjoy. We were operating a lot of power tools and stuff and, and, and um, construction machinery. And once, once Christmas and the holidays and all that was coming around, they had a meeting with us. They had a safety meeting with us. And was like around this time, you know, it can be hard. You know, it can be hard. It's like it's a good. It's supposed to be a great time, but it's not like that for all of us. And they were saying, you know, just keep your eye. Make, when you're driving, stay focused. Don't be worried about a text. Don't let certain text triggering things distract you because you can hurt yourself. And if you're at work and you're going through something with your family, and your mind is not here, we don't want you to have an accident here. So just let us know what's going on, and you can you can go home. You know, because they just. I could imagine how many times over the years stuff and accidents have happened and then once they find out more about that person's life they were going through some rough family stuff you know and it was everybody's coming together and he was like you might be like they was reading off a script but he was like you might be worried about what you're going to get this person what you're going to get that person you might be reflecting on the people you lost around this time you might be and they were just saying all of it and i was like wow well that's good though they they thought that that. yeah yeah 
Because some jobs be like, you need to suck it up and come to work. And, you know, or don't come to work if you're going through something. They don't even care what you're going through. Yeah, but usually you know, those so. jobs where you where you you already putting your life in danger, they don't want you yeah. operating nothing because... Make it worse, yeah. You could you could be, like I said, you'd be working on it with a tool or a saw or something and you just zone out. You know what I mean? Mm. And then you, don't, you look up and you don't cut something all up, it's a fire or something. You don't want to you want you want everybody's mm-hmm. mental to be tip top shape, and that's the type of company I want to be too. I want people to feel like if they're going through something, they don't have to, you know. I always said like if somebody lost their, a loved one or something, you know, just let me know, and I'm I'm here for you as much as I can be here for you. The no. show will go on, but you don't have to be a part of it. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that much pressure. I w- I wouldn't ask for somebody else. Like for me, talking and doing stuff and staying busy helps me, but it's not everybody's not like that. Right, right. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, and it said something about mental illness and talking about the triggers and stuff like that. And um, was it saying recognizing that that person may have a mental illness or the trauma that caused the mental illness would trigger? I mean, I, I can't remember what it said. So they're just in that beginning part. They were just identifying. Um, they were identifying the two forms of being triggered. So people who don't have any trauma can be triggered, but there's a difference between being triggered when you have past trauma and when you don't. You see what I'm saying? So like how you said, you have no, yeah, you have no, uh, you have no experience with blood and guts, but you don't want to see it. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's a trigger still. It's just a different trigger than if you actually seen blood and guts before in your face and now you seen right. it, it's hard. It's even I, you can imagine how that could be yeah. worse, yeah. you know, I'm not saying one is better, you know, worse than that. But, yeah. Uh, but even um, being in the house doing this, you know, these past couple of years. Oh, yeah. A lot of people being triggered. You know, they're not used to being in the house. That's people like and to go then when out. you're unaware of your triggers, you don't. And then you like you could be unaware of that you have triggers and exactly. live a life, live a life, but never running into them. And then, like a situation like this, might make you run into some triggers that you didn't know was there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or did you ignore because um I heard because you was busy, um, you was kept. A, kept yeah, busy. life coach was saying that you know the, the COVID didn't um cause um a lot of I don't know exactly what she stuff. said. Yeah, but it was almost like hey, you look at yourself anyway. Like in other words, whatever I was going through you couldn't run COVID, anymore. You didn't know you was running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It enhanced it. The, whatever the problem issue was already there and it just made it come manifest. So it kind of um helped a lot of people get in touch with what was really going on and nothing wrong being busy because I like being busy, but how much of that busyness was running. And how much oh, of that yeah. business was I, you know, taking time out for myself? Um, so when COVID did hit, I was able to enjoy it and say, whew, you know, I get, finally can get a chance to relax, take a break, work from home, be spending more time with children, whatever. This is, this, look, I would say when this, when this started, right, I was going through some stuff. I don't know if you remember that, but I was going through that breakup. I was, uh, uh, I was used to, uh, paying rent with another person and then they just up and left like i said right before it broke out like like within days and a week or so before they announced that we had to go on lockdown and i was trying to figure out how i was going to manage this financial load by myself um and you know uh then they they came out and said you know landlords can't evict you if you know what i mean because of you can't leave the house. You can't go to work. You can't can't make money. So they can't evict anybody from this time to whatever time they said. And I felt a great relief. And I was like looking them on the internet at everybody. I'm like, everybody freaking out right now. But y'all all in my boat. Everybody in my boat. I was in this boat by myself for a long time, like being homeless and not having no, you know, no option to of employment. Certain things like certain places I was living, they just wouldn't hire me. And I didn't have a job, you know, I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have a car at the time, so I can't just go to work somewhere else where they are offering work. It was just, I, I was, I was living, I was, I was living good. 
I was actually happy. I wasn't happy that the pandemic was happening. I wasn't happy that people were dying or from a sickness or nothing. Right. But it was just, it was like an opportunity for other people to see how I have been living for a long time. And a lot of people, they were always, like I said, they were always going to work, but they was always at a party. It was always surrounded by friends and always surrounded by people. They always had a reason to not confront reality. And I always mm-hmm. been forced, you see what I'm saying, by my circumstances to confront reality. Mm-hmm. So it was very comforting to know everybody's going through it too, you know, now because it's like, okay, now they can see. It, it just made it easier for me to talk to people. I'm talking to somebody and now they like, they like understanding me now because they exactly. are going through it too. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've been right. saying this. It's like, I've always seen, it always seemed like that. I could see like the patterns that people get into, especially in a, in a, in a wealthy neighborhood. You watch everybody leave that neighborhood at the same time you watch everybody come home at the same time you watch the kids play outside for a moment at the same time everybody's walking and a lot a lot at the same time everybody goes in the house at the same time but then you watch it just over and over and over i'm like how many of these people are really doing anything like mm-hmm. and i you, you don't you don't want to judge but then right. when this happened you started seeing these some nasty people some of these people nasty like they need to go back to work. You know what I mean? They like I didn't want them outside. Like we was, I was outside walking in peace when they at work, and now they home. I know, right? <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Like people say they ain't been taking baths and stuff. Like what? How can yeah. you not take a bath? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, but you forget. Like you forget how much humans are. Uh, like we're we're much like computers a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we run yeah. on processes, and we run on and programs, and yeah. programs. So when the yeah. program is broken or our hard hard drive is damaged, we start glitching out. You know, people start freaking out. You know, and it takes it, it takes awareness and it takes time and practice. And that's why I always, like I said, some some of the stuff that people might tell me is trauma actually helps me with my trauma because mm-hmm. I've been I've had to. I've had the time and the the opportunity, I would say, to fight with this thing and ma- get to a point where I can manage it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? People with this COVID thing, it's on the spot. They ain't had no time or nothing. You just had yeah. to be with your family instantly. And you can't yeah. go nowhere else. There's nowhere else to go. Like, So it's like, right. with me, I was in you know therapy. I was in certain facilities. I was in, you know, you know, it was it was it was a it was a great eye opener to something I already seen, but I wasn't. It just sometimes you can start to feel like it is you, like I am. Maybe I am a hater. Maybe <laughs> maybe I am uh, just an angry person or something. I'm like I'm not really angry. I'm just when people say certain things, I'm, I'm I get triggered, so I just respond. I'm not gonna lie to you about what I think about what you're saying, like. I do offend, you know, my wife sometimes with the with the fact that I can't sit through an episode of some of this stuff without bringing up like, see, this is this is dark. Like, this is very like, how can you just like and then for me, sometimes watching somebody who went through something, watch it or listen to it. It's hard for me to be my when I'm listening to rap and I hear the sirens, it triggers me. I hear the gunshots. Mm. It triggers me. I'm like, okay, I need to turn this stuff off. I feel like I'm gonna bring it to me, like you know what I mean, right? So it's it triggers me to watch somebody just take that in, knowing that they really was in a shootout, knowing that they really went through. I'm like, how can you submerge yourself in that life, like? And I know it's not for me to judge, but it does drive me a little. It makes me uncomfortable because I feel like if they're comfortable with it, that thing could be closer to us than I knew. Than I than I know, and I need to get. Yeah, out. and just some people it. just know how to compartmentalize stuff. You know, right, some right. people don't take everything. Like we're a lot alike as far as we emotional, and we kind of like take things for face value. What it is, right, right. and it's not always right that there. deep. It's like okay, right. this is this TV show. You know, reading into it and trying to see how I can apply it to my life and how much similar. And it's like it's just a TV show. So I, I purposely watch shows with shows that it came from real life though. Exactly, but I purposely watch shows that are funny, don't have nothing to do because right. I know I'm a serious type person by nature. So because I'm a serious type person by nature, I have to make sure I watch things that are not at that serious. I prefer to watch serious stuff, yeah. but when they're not that serious, kind of help me to um, you know, ice. yeah, be a little have look at things from a lighter perspective, and not all and just give me a chance to laugh, 
you know, and I'm like, oh, it was so corny, but I, I'm glad I watched it, you know, because um, I started watching reruns and stuff because I'll get so cold. I'm so corny. Well, I look at the acting back then, but not like great. Just all these different things. That's my me being judgmental. But it's like I just start. I make myself do that to get out of that. Um, that everything got to have a message in it. Got to be a purpose. And I'm not spending my time watching this movie for two hours. I want to know what the end. It has to have a good ending. And it has to have a purpose. And you know all these different story. things. Yeah, yeah. Have to help. and it's like some yeah. of it is just corny, and it's just not even meant to be. You know, nothing but funny. You know, so yeah, yeah. see, but it's just I, I was going to say this too. I used to envy people who could. Um, you know, you remember Thomas and all my friends that, like they. I remember I told them some of the stuff I was going through, and they used to. They literally looked me in my eye and said. You know, I've never known, I don't know what to, I would ask them like for, for help and advice, what should I do? And they like, I don't know what to tell you what to do. Cause I know, I don't know any other kid that goes through what you go through right now. So they couldn't relate. They couldn't even, they didn't even know what to say to me sometimes. So I would watch, I would go over their house and they just playing video games, watching TV and just laughing up. And I just envied how much they could enjoy life without thinking mm -hmm. about none of the stuff I had to think about every time I'm trying, I'm watching the same thing, but it's driving me crazy. So mm -hmm. I used to, I used to uh, look up to people in that sense, like ignorance is bliss. They say that. And it, it's a, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of healthiness to that because it's like, in order for you to get past certain things, you have to be able to get past it. You can't feed into it too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, and you know the thing about trauma is sometimes when I when I let that guard down, when I stopped feeding into it, that's when it came at me, and I was like, oh, I was I could have been ready for this. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like we always on this guard, you know what I mean? We always ready to. I got to see it this way because if it comes out and they say the movie did this, then I need to. Know, I was there. I was already on that, and I'm protecting myself. <laughs> but <laughs> right, exactly. And that's the this thing: is being yeah. in the moment, being yeah. in the moment, and then you know. If I feel like I have to put on my, which may, for me, I have to put on my armor yeah, every day, yeah. every day, you know, and even when I'm around people that I'm comfortable with, if I don't put my armor on, then I know I'm going to get, either I'm going to hurt their feelings or they're going to hurt my feelings because I know my personality. Oh, yeah. So, and even if I don't put my armor on that day or I put my armor on that day and I still get triggered, um, which happened recently, it's mm -hmm. like, I have to look at my part. What did I do? Not to blame myself or beat myself up. What did I do? That, I, that caused me to be in that position to be triggered. Not that this is my fault that I was triggered. Not that, you know, what they said didn't trigger. Not that, you know, um, mm -hmm. to beat myself up in a way. For me, a lot of times, it's not doing what spirit has guided me to do. Yeah. Um, most of the time, I'm going, doing, doing my own will or thinking it's okay. Well, I can let my guards down with this person just one time, you know, yeah. and I'm healthy enough to be around this person. You know, because it's always a mind thing. I feel like when you yeah. follow your heart and your gut and your intuition, exactly, is you're fine. Yeah. But once you start thinking too much, you get yeah. caught up. You can you can go too far. It's two extremes with it. And what you were saying about it's not that not that it's your fault, but what did you what was your part? I think um, it it just boils down to the fact that mental health is daily work. Mm -hmm. And it's daily yeah. work for the person that identifies and acknowledges their mental health state. Right. right. You know, it's not for the, us to police the world and make sure everybody else is aware of right. our stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's easy exactly. to tell somebody, don't say this, don't do that. But it's, exactly. it's harder to for yourself to either separate from that person exactly. or know, know when, you know, I mean, informing people about your mental health state is is can be helpful, but I find it it just brings more trauma. It don't really help yeah, that, especially if they're not dealing with their own. And exactly. then we have to talk about mental health and mental illness and like what is the difference? Because a lot of times you say mental health first, and they say, "Oh, she got a mental illness." Okay, and if I do, and what? My thing is, I don't have a problem with people that have mental health, mental illness. I, I do have a problem with people that may have it and and not treatment. What do you mean? You know, if you know you have, if you know you have a mental health, I don't want to say problem. I don't want to call it a problem. I was gonna say, if you know you have mental is. health issues, it triggers you basically. If you know you have mental health issues, and you're not treat treating it, 
this is like if, if you have an alcoholic problem, you're not treating like you know, going to AA or you and you're aware of not, not saying if you, you know, drink or have a mental um illness or um addiction and unaware of it. I'm talking about people that know that it can be that it's causing them problems. Right, right. I don't want like using the word problems, but just if you I know you, be a, that's why I said be aware of their mental state. Exactly. If you're aware yeah. of your mental state and, and know that it's possibility you might need assistance or more help or extra or whatever, therapy, whatever, and you choosing not to do it, then I will have a problem with you when you flicking off on me. But if you have um mental <laughs> illness and you're doing okay. everything you can to treat it or get help and then you have a moment i'm gonna give you your moment but what about what about when when you weren't aware about your mental stuff the people that i don't i don't see when i wasn't aware i don't remember people beating me or having an issue with me I, most most people gave me my moment all the time because they noticed it before i did most of the time yeah yeah so it's, it's a thing where it's like and that's why i asked you what you mean have a problem with and i think you were saying that it actually it's hard for you. It makes your mental health work even harder when you're around somebody because you are trying to better yourself. Exactly. Meanwhile, their their issues are affecting you, and they don't even acknowledge the fact that they got issues. So it's even harder. Exactly. So it's not like y'all can That's talk about issue. this. It's not like y'all can talk it out because they are in denial at this point. They're not even right. either they're in denial or they just like you said unaware. And I don't think it's anybody's individual place except for like a doctor or a therapist, somebody licensed. Right. I don't think it's anybody's. No, I'm place. saying if you're aware of it, say because you know that you you're aware of it. I'm talking about people that oh, are yeah, aware yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's so like if you, you are aware of it. I mean, well, and then you choose and you know there's help available and you just choose not to get the help. Then it's like, well, don't you're not gonna use me. I'm not a therapist. You're not gonna use me. <laughs> well, you, you know, know what to do though. You know what to do with those people. It's just you gotta limit your time around them and to the so that way you can that's the thing about knowing your triggers. You got to know your triggers, like because if you know, right. that will that will cut down the list of people, you know. And it, and I don't even think you don't have to ever hang out with certain people anymore. But just have a time limit to it or a limit to it. Like right. I used to hang out with certain people, and I knew what they was what their lifestyle was. But as soon as they started getting onto that lifestyle, I would be like, I'm going home. Exactly. Exactly. And, be and brief my, and be gone. I would feel this immense just relaxation because my anxiety starts to rise when i'm when people like yo yo we about to go to the store real quick and we're gonna be right back and i know that this ain't about to be the, this ain't about to be that simple of a trip my i am dope i am uh cuba Gooden jr and boys in the hood let me out <laughs> i'm that all the time people hate it like people hate it but at like, least you're aware of it at least I you're aware of it and I you know that you're and freak out having the anxiety and you just doing it anyway I can't. That's the thing. I done did it before, and it was so much worse than it needed to be. Exactly. Just, when exactly. I finally got home, I'm in my house like, <gasps> and I'm like, I could have just told them I didn't want to be here. And what they gonna do? Exactly. They they're not gonna trap me. And if they do, exactly. then that's really I could call the police. You know, this is a real thing then at that point. But for me to know my triggers, I had to play with fire a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. I went around these people, and I was trying to be cool, and it's like. Sometimes in the beginning too, about noticing your mental health and stuff, you don't want like this idea of being normal. You don't want to have right. a mental health illness. Exactly. You want to be like everybody else. If they just get up, why well, they can just get up and walk out the door? Right. I got to pray. I got to read. I got to do all. It's work, and you exercise don't exercise and yeah. all. This. But I'm not like other people, and I accept that. I accept that I'm not like other people. You it know, I'm glad I'm not like other people. It takes a it takes a while. And it's like yeah. if you can get up and walk out the door as soon as you as soon as your eyes open, your feet feet hit the ground, see you see you when I get there. But I have a whole lot of stuff that I need to do for me to be prepared for the world. And people will call and you. And I'm willing people, to do it now. Look, the funny thing is my people will call you crazy while you're doing all of that. Exactly. So it's like sometimes yeah, and it's like <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do. They they didn't try to call me OCD, all sorts of things. Is it OCD? If if I know that it things like me not packing like I never used to leave the house without a bag with at least my essentials in it. I need to have a journal with a pen and a pencil. Not just a pen, not just a pencil, a pen and a pencil. Because sometimes the pen don't work, you need a pencil. Sometimes the pencil run out of uh, lead or it don't work, and you ain't got a sharpener or something, and you can use the pen. And also some things you want to write that you want to be permanent, and then some things you want to write that you want to mm -hmm. erase. You might want to erase it. Um, 
need that. I need water. I need maybe a jacket or a chain, certain, a, not a light, not a whole outfit, but, you know, sometimes I take a jacket or a hoodie, just something that I can put on. I found out that hoodies, especially in high school, used to keep, that used to comfort me. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I used to be in environments or around kids and I just didn't want to, I, I felt way safer and way more grounded and powerful when I had a hoodie on. Um, so that, it's just, I needed, I needed to know that I had my, my own back if we got stranded somewhere or if somebody, we, you know, if, and then it, it's been times, especially even on that movie set, people was like, how are we going to make them cry in this scene? How are we going to make them cry in this scene? It's, we, we need, we losing light. We need this scene. We need this scene. And I was like, hold on. Pulled the Vicks out my book bag. They like, you got Vicks in your, what's up with you? You got Vicks in your, like, yeah, put it right under their eyes. I bet they start tearing up. And it was just perfect time. And it was like me doing that movie. It really showed me that there is jobs. There is a world for people like me, you know, because mm-hmm. it was like, I could have, I could go through what I go through and I could, but it could, I could channel it in my creativity and it's a safe space mm-hmm. to where I can be employed and I can still be useful to people. It's like any other place they like, they looking at the Vicks in my book, they're like, what is wrong with him? Like what type of weird dude <laughs> keeps Vaseline and Vicks and skin cells off in his book bag? You know what I mean? But for me, I needed it. You know, I might mm-hmm. go to the bathroom, you know, and I just might wash my face, put some more Vaseline on it. I might, I just gotta, it's certain things I have to do for my mental health, you know? And it's like little things. I always, I never ne- ne- denied myself the little things in life. And it's like, when you go somewhere, it's like, I used to be in situations where somebody's buying you food. I'm not just going to eat you know, anything just because like mm-hmm. it's free. They giving you pork. You don't want pork. Just eat the pork because you're around these people and you can't tell them no. Like, I shut that inner voice off instantly. I will be the oddball out, the weird guy, the guy that everybody look at, mm, who he think he is asking for chicken when it's pork on the, either that or I'm not eating. It's okay. I know how to just be, I know how to just stay grounded in my space mm-hmm. and how far I'm willing to go. It's like, we live in a world where everybody is trying to fit in and they willing to sell themselves out. Right. Then, you, then you end up losing yourself. Right. And like you said, saying no, that's the thing. It's like being able to say no, yeah. you know, to people that they mean well, you yeah. know, they don't mean, and they get offended. People get offended, yes. I'm sorry yeah. you get offended. They got offended. Jesus did a lot of stuff. People got offended, you know, and I'm like, about my father's business him. is what he said. Yeah, I'm on a mission. I'm right. focused. There's certain things that I, I don't have time to do. I can't waste my time, you know, because you don't understand who I am. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. At least I'm learning who I am. And I know what I need to do to take care of me. You know, like you were saying, everything you were saying was like having your safety net. You had your emergency backpack, your um, first aid kit. Mm-hmm. And the first time yeah, I used break to break out, pack, you, yeah, pack, yeah, but you would too. be the one that you would say, I know, Ron, okay, what, okay, Rondo got it for Rondo, but you ain't looking out for you. So you, but you want my safety net. You want to go, you'll go on my, you'll tease me about having it. Cause I, they just call me the bag. So you need it. You want to tease exactly for having my bags. But when you need something, you like, you got, you got something you in know, that bag that it, exactly. help situation. But I learned, I got that I'm, like you. The, I'm the opposite though. I learned how to travel light. I yeah. do have, I still have my little first aid, but I was doing way too much. It was yeah. like, you know, I was just doing way too much. So now I try to travel. You can a trigger little yourself light. that way by preparing for the worst every time you do something. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, but I think it's good to, like you said, know yourself, know what you need, have your little first aid kit, your safety net, you know, because I think about the um, versions in the Bible where they talk about, where well, we're not supposed to talk about religion, but, um, where they talk about, you know, the oil, having the oil, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and some people ain't had that oil, you know. So then when the bridegroom came, they got love. They're like, well, can I have some? No, I only got enough for me. And it's not about being selfish. It's being able to you know what I need. acknowledging to your this. mental health state. You know, it's like, and, uh, you know, Charles said it on this podcast, too, himself. He said... For me, he he looked at me like, like, like I had a tank in me, and once it gets full, it needs to be empty. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know how much is left in that tank, and I don't have yep. the capacity 
to give it to you because if I yeah. do that, I'm going to overflow. I know that. Yeah. So for me to get out of here while I can, it's like for some it's like to explain that to somebody, they be like, "It's not that. What are you talking about? We just had McDonald's. Not that difficult. It's right. not that serious. Like, can you calm down? And it's like that's why I don't even try to explain my mental health thing to nobody because I just I just rather work it. Yeah. You know, and instead of trying to you know rationalize it to somebody else because and when it get to a point that they see in their own stuff like that they'll do the same thing and like i said this pandemic helped a lot of people see mm-hmm. you know? people that might even want to look at it or probably would have never looked at it before and, it, and what i liked about it was that it shut the whole country down it wasn't just individual it was every, we were all on an equal you know plan yeah, yeah. equal level you know put everybody everybody equal. i got opportunities that i would have never got to get I mean, would yeah. have never got a got. I would have never <laughs> have gotten if I didn't. You see what I'm saying? If it wasn't that situation, because it was certain people that they had in positions that didn't. They didn't need to be in that position. They realized that I was better in that position because that person is unraveling right now. And it's not like for me, it's not. It's a win-win to me because that person is now getting to, like I said, they get into identify what their mental state is and work on it, and I'm getting a job opportunity. Because I right. did the work, you see what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, I don't ever expect anybody to be at the level I'm at mentally. And I don't ever expect anybody to, I hate when people think I'm perfect or like I man, I, I got it all together. I, like people tell me that all the time. You look like you got it all together. You look like, looking like it in, is one thing. You know how much work it takes for me to look like I got it all together? <laughs> it's a feel, how you, it didn't, it, I mean, it feel like you got all together, but it's not even really about feeling. It's, it's, intern- it's like the glow when being. they say you got a glow in them. It's mm-hmm. like when you, when you are, like you said, when you on that mission and you getting closer and you are, you actually doing something, it's going to radiate off of you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, nobody's not supposed to talk about religion, but I, I just do it like this: light, you know, seeks darkness. I mean, darkness seeks light, and heat, you know, the cold seeks the heat, and heat seeks the cold, like. The way that wherever the cold, wherever the heat is, the cold is there trying to be cold. The heat is there trying to be hot. So with me, sometimes I'm just starting to work on something. Then all these people come around me and it's like, whoa, I got to really put the brakes on it because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I ain't got it yet. Y'all need to slow down. Exactly. And if I I give it away, then I'll lose it. I tricked myself a lot of times just thinking I had it. And this is why I got it. Oh, I got it to give it to somebody. This is why I have it. And it's like, uh-uh. I need to just stay down, stay down, stay down. And one day I look up, like, and that's another thing. I didn't want to not have friends. I didn't want to have to be alone sometimes when I knew I had to take alone time. I didn't want to take alone time. I wanted to, like I said, I looked at everybody else. It was like, they got all these friends. They go to parties every night, and they just fine. They sleeping. They got a job. They got money. They got, they happy. But that is the outside looking in. The grass mm-hmm. is greener. I don't know yeah. what's going on inside that person. Like yeah. me and Brandon yeah. talked about dudes who uh used to date a lot of girls in high school and we used to call them players all the time. You player, player, player. And we got older and we realized some of them dudes wanted a monogamous relationship, but everybody kept calling them a player. So they women would never they even take them that. serious. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. just they had to they had they felt like that was their only option. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's like other people identify who I am instead of me identifying who exactly. I am. And it's you, know? you gotta own your identity. And you gotta even if not, it means you were gonna be an L7, that's what they used to call me. Yeah. But I was okay Where? with it. Don't don't enforce it. It's not on us to enforce it. Cause I used to do that too. I used to tell people, I'm a, I'm a this, yeah, what? Like I'm a, I used to try to force it down your throat. Like you're gonna accept me. And it's like, you can't do that either. That's the opposite of what we're trying to achieve right here. Mm-hmm. The acceptance mm-hmm. comes later. And it's not like you said, you can't, you end up doing it for other people's acceptance and you just can't. Right. It's like being myself regardless of whether people accept it or not. And first accepting myself, oh, you yeah. know, with all my flaws, you know, and being okay with me wherever I'm at, you know, today is a good day. Today, not a good day, whatever, whatever, however it comes, wherever it is. Yeah. And then um, accepting other people for who they are too. And I expect them to be where I'm at. Cause sometimes I do that too. It's like, you know, I think that they supposed to know you know, why didn't that take care of their mental health? <laughs> right, right. We talk about mental health all during the pandemic. Why are they still tripping? And um, the bottom line is it's not for me to judge anyone. 
on them. As to whether they choose to take care, take a bath, it's on them. Just don't come around me. And then you that's know, the thing too. I have, a, like, I have a sensitive nose, you know. <laughs> I, have a, I have a sensitive nose. Look, so it'll like, trigger you. Ain't you. No, you ain't got to take no bath, but just don't come around me. You know, I'm just using that as an example. I'm just I'm saying, you know, too. you don't have to take care of certain things or do certain things for me. But if what you're doing is affecting me, or if I'm being triggered by something that you're doing, then we have to have a conversation on See, how we can coexist. I'm going I'm to I'm try to segue off of this and end it kind of here. But with this LGBTQ thing, that's kind of where, where I feel like a lot of the confusion is, and everybody's at this point intimidated and scared to talk about it. But for me, it was always, I never had an issue with anybody else's preferences for their individual life. The problem comes when you try to tell me what I need to do. What I, I like, you telling me I need to change my lifestyle because you chose to change yours. So right. if you, you know, if I look at you and I see you are a man, but you tell me you identify as a woman, I understand that I could offend you if I call you a man. But for me, you have to also understand my side, which is you right. are a man to me. You see what I'm saying? Right. To you, you're a woman, but to me, you're a man. So right. it's not that I'm trying to offend you. It's not that I'm taking your rights. It's not that I'm, uh, you know, and people take things so, and I feel like they're going to kill me for this, but I think that a lot of this stuff with this community is, is results of trauma and mental health illness, just unresolved stuff. Like, because yeah. the fact that you rather, like I said, change the world instead of changing you mm -hmm. is for me, it's like, that's my only, that's why we at odds right now. It would be a smooth thing if everybody, it was really to each his own, but it's really not because it's to each his own until you see somebody doing what they want to do and, it's, and you don't like it. Then you want to tell them that they have to, you know, you want to amend, make amendments so that people include you in their reality. When this is, that's, I just don't think that's fair. And I think that, like I said, it's, it, like if you went through something like if once you get to a certain point with your with your mental health uh walk whatever you want to call it work you learn to accept other people too you know mm -hmm. what i mean learn to let people to each his own like i said live and let live because if you get too caught up in somebody else that's when you off your stuff that's when you're not doing what you need exactly to do. exactly and that's the key too i think to the whole thing is if i if I take care of myself and you take care of yourself and they take mm -hmm. care of themselves, then that's how you change the world. When I'm trying to change you. Yeah, exactly. You know, or you trying to change me. I think that's where the confusion comes. Really not, it, we some say doctors we would say that's a diagnosis of a, of a mental health illness. Right, trying to we really control other, other people other. and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Exactly. That in and of itself could be a problem. So yeah. I just, you know, stay in my corner, stay in my lane, stay in my little hula hoop, my side, my little sandbox. <laughs> You know, not the being, bubble. you know, anti-social, not being, you know, um, isolated. Just knowing your just, limits. You know, taking care of my, taking care of me and praying like God bless me, ch change me, bless them. That's what I say. Change me, bless them. And, um, and like you said, through my change and hopefully they will see, you know. Let maybe God's will they, be done they, it if you ask me. Exactly. I feel like. If, I, feel I like... learn from other people too. I learn from other people too. It's not, I don't got it all together either. You know, I'm not even trying to sound like I got it all together. Yeah. I learned from other people too. I'm like, can I hold on your faith? Because my faith is a little weak right now. We just read you know? an article to help guide us on what this thing exactly. is. Exactly. It wasn't like we. Over and here. I thought I knew what trigger yeah. was. <laughs> exactly. You know, it gets deep. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, and it's a lot more. I liked it. It had an external, internal part. I will send too. you that link too. I was going to say that. I was going to yeah. send you that link when we finish. But um, I don't mind it if unless you are uncomfortable with it. But if we ended on a prayer, that would be fine with me. Unless oh, that's great. You gonna pray? I would rather not. This time. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I can't. I'm I like when, I like how you pray, so I just want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> well, first I want to thank you for having me. This has been really um fruitful. It's been yeah, yeah. different, been fun. Um, very good topic. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to do it again. So I appreciate you for the topic, and I appreciate you for being here and be, making the time and um, getting you know doing something new, something different that you yeah. don't do. 
Exactly. Know, I hope it wasn't triggering. <laughs> uh, exactly. It's always um, good for me to stretch and do something out of my comfort zone. Right. And um, and we, I feel like we have a relationship with, I am triggered and I can talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this has been really um, good. I, I have not been triggered, although sometimes my triggers come later. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Like but, that's, but that's what I was saying. But if you watch this, you might be like, oh, I don't know if I wanted that. <laughs> and, and look, and that's okay because that is, like I said, I would rather it be that way than you never say anything. And every time you watch this thing and every time or you start avoiding me or the podcast because you don't want to be triggered. It's like I'd rather it be like you said, you aware of your triggers and you communicate that it's, it's we don't we can all we can coexist, you know, exactly. Yeah. And agree to disagree, agree to disagree and respect each other's boundaries. Exactly. You know, so if we could close our eyes and bow our heads, we thank you. God, for this opportunity. We thank you for this uh, moment. Thank you for this relationship. Mm -hmm. We ask that you continue to help us individually and help us collectively. I pray that everybody that may hear this podcast will gain something from it. Help us to remember what, your, what our purpose is for you and what it is you have us to do to help ourselves and help others. Continue to help us to stay focused and centered on your will. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. This is good. So meditative. <laughs> I love this praying. This is so good. I like this. Yeah. I appreciate you, Ma. Well, uh, I'm going to end it and then we can we can stay on the phone if you want if you want to a little bit after, but for me, I once I've finished sometimes I'm I'm beat. Oh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done too. <laughs> I'm pretty done. Yeah. But, but yeah, we you. can reconnect again. Like I said, we can watch I can watch it and we can decide what we're going to do or whatever. How and I'll do, send you, you know? this uh this link to this article too if you wanted to read it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Love Thank you. you. Love you too. All right. Bye bye.